Racine takes Jamaica. Are there stories you can share on this radio show, or <laughs> is that for when you and I get together later? No, man. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 713 Wisconsin's Morning News. So... The great Christmas tree scandal appears to be resolved to some degree. Yay, it's fixed. Well, sounds like the Department of Public Works will pick up Christmas trees at the curb in the city of Milwaukee after the holidays. they got to find a way to do a separate collection. Now, the alderman, Bob Bauman, told us yesterday on this very program that, that he anticipated that would be the case. The other thing that we anticipated was in the emergency meeting that was called by Bauman, the Public Works Committee, that they were going to knock around somebody from DPW. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the meeting delivered. Well, if we don't hear anything from the state, it's going to be timely for us to get word out. Um, probably right after Thanksgiving. You know, I understand maybe, you know, we could have possibly gone earlier, some people would like that, but we, we felt well, that... January, from, when you got the non-compliance letter, wouldn't that have set off a red flag that would suggest, uh, uh, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going for a mall there. So that's Bauman having his way with the city sanitation services manager, Rick Myers, who was trotted out there to take the incoming. Who's... Uh, did he have like a list of just like fun little sayings to say? Someone that may have may have right. sat up night waiting for what their liner was going to be. Right. So basically, the explanation from the Department of Public Works was they had this back and forth with the state, and their hope was maybe they would sort of get some grace period. That were that weren't their words, but like maybe this year we wouldn't have to implement. Well, we can no longer pick up trees the way we always have and throw right. them in the trash. That seemed to be what what this Myers was trying to say is well, we were engaged in this back and forth, and we you know we thought we didn't bring this up right away because we weren't sure what the resolution was going to be. But a number of the common council members, more than who were even on the committee, packed in the hearing because right. they wanted their piece of whoever they trotted out there. Not time for a lot of them. But let me let me give you Borkowski. Okay, this is a good one. There was more. Like, I had to cut it off. Here's Mark Borkowski, alderman from Milwaukee, who is not running for re-election, so he's letting it fly. You know, I almost, I really hate piling on, but I'll tell you. Wait. (laughs) Do you, though? I hate piling on. However, here's about another minute and a half. This is is amateur hour. This really is amateur hour. This is terrible. And I, I go back to the elementary question of why city government exists it's customer service it's customer service what do people pay taxes for customer service and yet i just befuddled that this conversation hasn't been taken place amongst the army that's in department of public work or the army that's in the mayor's office or any other army when this is a basic function of city government Borkowski finished with, this is not splitting the atom. How are we going to pick up these trees? <laughs> and they will. So, so basically, well the, the committee is going to recommend a file that I think they meet today that okay. the Common Council is expected to pass saying, figure it out, DPW, find a way to separate out the trees, but you got to collect them at the curb. Mayor's office would then have to sign off on that. So it looks like that's what they're going to do, and there will be resolution. But uh, everybody had their fun with their guy from DPW. 716 on Wisconsin's Morning News. 
time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Well, the saying, all good things must come to an end, reigns true today, unfortunately. And that includes a three-game Packer win streak as a wild fourth quarter ended with a walk-off 37-yard field goal by the Giants to secure the 24-22 win over the Packers on Monday night. The hold, the kick. the call on ESPN as the Giants walk off the Packers and with that loss Green Bay now falls below 500 to 6 and 7 on their season. Obviously uh extremely disappointed. I think our team learned a valuable lesson in terms of you don't play your best. It doesn't matter who you're playing, where you're playing them, when you're playing, you're not going to win the game. We lost a turnover battle, weren't good enough in in situational ball, third down red zone. Uh we had plenty of opportunities give New York credit. They went out there, they played better than we did tonight. This game's about execution and we didn't execute to the best of our ability. A very angry Matt LaFleur there. Quarterback Jordan Love did finish the game, completing 25 of his 39 passes for 218 yards. Had a late touchdown toss that gave them a lead uh, with under two minutes in the game, but had two turnovers earlier, which really caused the team to fall back, something he hasn't done in the last three weeks. Uh, not good enough, you know? <clears throat> obviously not good enough to, to get the job done there at the end. And uh, obviously two costly turnovers hurt us a lot, so uh, just not good enough. Up next for the Pack will be a return back to Lambeau Field. They host the Tampa Bay Bucks on Sunday afternoon. From bad news to good news as the Milwaukee Bucks bounce back on Monday night, beating the Chicago Bulls in overtime 133-129. to Three days off coming into this one. Lillard takes the feed. He's going to take it in and flush it down with the right hand. That one was a long time coming. Dave Kane on the call right here on WTMJ as the Bucks with the win improved to 16-7 and on their season and have now won 10 straight games at Pfizer Forum. I thought we were great. I thought we, we kept a poise. Uh, our spacing was better. You know, we had a couple of good practices the last uh, two days, and I thought we had great carryovers. I thought the way we started the game, the first half, we put up big numbers, and I thought uh, how we finished was very encouraging in overtime. So there's growth. Next up for the Bucks, another matchup with Indiana in Milwaukee on Wednesday night. And lastly, in some baseball news, Shohei Otani's historic contract with the L.A. Dodgers is officially official, but it does come with some unique deferrals. Vinny, get this. Otani will receive just $2 million per year during his decade-long contract with $68 million each season getting deferred to be paid out between 2034 to 2040. Three. Good or bad business decisions? Well, Eric had a great question. Like, why is the league allowing this? I mean, I guess if they found a loophole in the current rules, then the yeah. rules need to be changed because that's Owners not... got... They have to be irate because, yeah. I mean, that... Number one, the rich get richer. The Dodgers now have more, you know, room to go out and, and acquire free agents and whatnot. So, yeah, they're, they're probably not happy. I mean... It, uh, it's shocking. I, I didn't think that was going to happen with this contract. Remember when the commissioner of baseball was in town, he was here talking about the stadium mm-hmm. deal for the Brewers, and I, I asked him, Brandon, I'm like, what are you going to tell fans mm-hmm. in small markets like us? Are you going to be able to guarantee us that we can be competitive mm-hmm. In baseball, with the structure of salaries and such that they are, and he's like, "Well, but he, he passed on it." He's like, "Well, but look, the Brewers have been very successful." Pfft, not a good it's answer, not man. What we're looking for fix it. Yeah, absolutely. Seven twenty on Wisconsin's Morning News. Storm Team Four Chief Meteorologist Brian Nisnanski on the Tri County Contracting Hotline with us this morning. So, Niz, appreciate the time this morning. You're just back from a quick trip to uh, where. Uh, no, not Puerto Rico. Where were you? Jamaica. 
Yeah, man. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing down there? I had a wedding. Uh, yeah, we just got back late last night. I watched the Packers game on the plane. That was ugly. Um, <laughs> not a good flight. <laughs> no, it was not. Um, that was pretty bad. But, yeah, no, a friend of mine's wedding, a uh, long-time, lifelong friend uh, from Racine, Adam Leopold, uh, married his wife, Claudia, that um, was down in Jamaica. It was awesome, man. It was probably – it's one of my last – friends you know lifelong friends to you know to tie the knot so happy for them racine takes jamaica are there stories you can share on this radio show or <laughs> is that for when you and i get together later no man no man, <laughs> no, man. Smart. everything is gonna be all right <laughs> <laughs> fantastic hey, yeah look- no we, we did it we had a blast um it, it, it was family fun but yeah it, it, you know the first night we get there you know the first night when you see everybody and you have these friends you haven't seen in a while. You know, you, the first night you always get after it a little too much, and then you kind of slow it down a little bit. Uh, but it was great. Beach wedding. Um, the weather was good. It would, you know, maybe rain like 10 minutes each day. Uh, temperatures well in the 80s and stuff. But i got to be honest with you, Vinny, when you just read the forecast a couple minutes ago, that's about as much weather as I've done here in the last uh, <laughs> four or five days. So. Well- I'll clue you in on this. Uh, Partly cloudy tonight, and there's this meteor shower. I know you watch uh, some of the other things besides the weather up in the skies. Uh, Chance we can see this thing tonight? Um, Yeah. I mean, obviously the biggest thing is, uh, well, the two biggest things are clear skies um, and then also get away from the city lights. Um, I do think there will be enough stars overhead that if you are outside of the city lights, we should be in pretty good shape. Um, I'm not sure exactly of, like, recent magnitude as far as how many meteors, you know, they've been seeing a second. But, yeah, this one should be a pretty good one. So uh, give it a shot, especially if you're outside of the city. Where do you stand on the wishes on the on the shooting star? <laughs> on the wishes? Yeah, yeah. You you make that wish and then you don't tell anybody and see what happens? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Now I got it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, and, and, you know, I used to be – I used to share the wishes, but now my daughter, Olivia – Whenever there's a time for a wish or whatever, you know, you flip a coin, you do whatever, this and that. She holds her wishes strong. Yeah. So now I've started to make sure that I do the same. No, <laughs> absolutely. I love, I love checking out the shooting stars. When we're up north in St. Germain, um, you know, way up north, and you can see a million, you know, in a night, it's fantastic. So, yeah, I advise anybody who can do it, go for it. If you see a, a multiple shooting stars in a night, do you get multiple wishes for each, yes. or you just only, it's not just one a night? <laughs> Of course. No, you, do. you rack up the same wish and it might come true. Oh, double down on it. No, I seriously yeah. really want this to happen. <laughs> I really need the Packers to win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, um, weather wise, what, from what I do know and what I've looked at uh, is, I mean, quiet. I mean, there's no big, big storms, big snow and, you know, in the near future and stuff. And it looks like we're going to start warming up too by the end of the week. Temperatures into the 40s, maybe getting close to 50 again yeah, a few still- of these days. So. Still talking about golf in December. We'll uh, investigate the prospects for a white Christmas when we talk next week, my friend. Yeah, that sounds good. Right now it doesn't look good, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Brian Nansky with us live this morning. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, bud. Yep, see you guys. You talked about how many teams are at 6-7 and seven here on the season. The Packers still in the playoff hunt. We've got the Buccaneers coming on a short week. Brandon Snyder looks ahead in sports at 745. Thought that was an easy dub. Now you're not so sure, eh? <laughs> yeah, I did think it was an easy dub. Shame That's on me, we'll I guess. We'll see. Hasbro announcing major layoffs, slashing nearly 20% of its workforce amid an ongoing slump in toy sales. 
So they're cutting more than 1,000 workers at Hasbro. We anticipated the first three quarters to be challenging, particularly in toys, where the market is coming off historic pandemic-driven highs, said one Hasbro leader. Are you surprised by this? Toys sales are down? Well, as we increasingly enter the, you know, the digital phase, right, where everything yeah. is online, everything, you know, like, what are you using to occupy your time? Kids getting phones, it's, it's younger and younger and younger, so they have that in front of them all the time, I suppose, but... One of Hasbro's competitors, Mattel, said in its most recent earnings that it benefited from the success of a certain movie. You want to guess which movie? Oh, Barbie, Mattel? right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. But think about that. I mean, what I saw a, st- a stat here that said, on Thanksgiving Day alone, Americans spent more than $5.5 billion on things, including toys. So there's not doing as well as we thought and not doing well. And those are sometimes two different things. Uh-huh. News is sponsored by Annex Wealth Management's Money Talk. It's heard Saturdays at 10 right here on WTMJ. <music> 742, Wisconsin's Morning News. Mark Tauscher joining us at about 10 minutes before 8 o'clock. You have... I thought you were on top of the animals in the tree story. You know, you haven't had enough. You haven't had one lately. <laughs> well, remember that lady who had the possum in her Christmas tree? Yeah. Posted on it about it on TikTok. So she is back. She's going to be. I am literally freaking out right now. I have no idea how this possum got in my house and up into my tree. And I'm trying to get him out, but it will not let me. And I just don't know what to do. I don't know how I got in here. I don't leave my doors open. Somebody help. <laughs> so anyway. You had possum in tree. You had owl in tree. Yeah. So this lady, the possum lady is going to be on the Today Show. So okay, that's going to get more attention now. Possum lady. That's who um, she is yeah. now. <laughs> owl, owl family in Kentucky. Uh, they got their owl out. And I did look. I was very curious if like this was like a thing, like if this happens every year. And um, the New York Post a couple of years ago did detail multiple different stories of, of animals that have been found in Christmas trees, like a hawk that was hey, found cool. in a Christmas tree, a raccoon, a koala in uh, Australia. <laughs> that wasn't in Sturdivant. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so the koala just wandered in. A sparrow hawk has been found. So this does happen. It's not that often. We got, we got our two up in the home. So far, no animals. But uh, I guess sometimes they're in there for days and nobody knows. One story, a uh, copperhead snake was found in a tree. So just shake that tree quick before you bring it into the house. 743, Brandon Snide's got sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Packers' three-game win streak officially came to an end on Monday night as Jordan Love tossed a go-ahead touchdown with less than two minutes left in the game. But the Packers' defense allowed the Giants to march down the field and kick the walk-off game winner, beating the Pack 24-22. to The hold, the kick, the win for the Giants. Joe Buck with a call on ESPN as the Pack dropped the Week 14 road trip in New Jersey to fall to 6-7. and seven. Offense, defense, special teams, you name it, all to blame for this one. you got to execute, and you got to play good football, and you got to play complementary football. It's got to be all three phases. I thought we, we were hurt early in the game with a lot of penalties, but you could look and, and Nick Pitt uh, each phase of the game. Special teams wasn't good enough, offense wasn't good enough, defense wasn't good enough. So all three collectively, and 
when you when you're bad in all three phases, that's what happens. You lose the game. The offense struggled seemingly all game until that fourth quarter. Love finished the day with 218 yards, including a late score to give his team the lead, but ultimately just wasn't their day. Uh, I mean, yeah, there was, there was some growth right there, being able to score right there, but I still think there's so many opportunities that we left out there that we could have scored more in the red zone um, on previous drives to really just take advantage of that game right there. Um, and obviously we didn't. So, But at the end of the day, you know, we were able to score right there. Um, but, you know, it's tough. I think we, there's a lot of just missed opportunities that we didn't capitalize on. Next up for the Pack is a noon kickoff on Sunday at Lambeau Field against Tampa Bay. Over to the NBA, after losing in the semifinals of the NBA in-season tournament, the Bucs returned back home to Milwaukee as they bounced the Bulls in overtime for the 133-129 to win. We said 627 to go. Here's Giannis working on the defense from Williams goes by him and lays it in. He got that one to drop with a foul, and he took a shot, it looks like, to the head. Dave Kane on the call as Giannis led the team with 32 points and snagged 12 boards. Playing a great game. He was moving the ball, sharing the ball, making the right play. Um, you know, he's a veteran and he knows when to assert himself in the, in the second half. I thought he did a great job. We put up 74 points in the first half and a big reason was because Giannis, you know, they were double teaming him. They were sending bodies. He was just, you know, spreading it around, making the right play. And um, I thought he executed a great game. With the victory, the Bucks now have won 10 straight games at Pfizer Forum and improve to 16-7 and seven on their season. They'll face off with Indiana uh, at home on Wednesday night. And lastly, Vince, Eric, i got to ask you guys, would you rather lose in the fashion that the Packers lost with a, a walk-off field goal or be up 14 points with less than four minutes and lose at home? Ooh, no thank you. Because that's exactly what happened between the Titans and the Dolphins. Dolphins up 14. It was like three and a half minutes left, really. They lose to the five and eight Titans. 28 to 27. Somebody's having a worse Tuesday than we are. (laughs) Could have had the number one seed, not not locked up, but they would have been in the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah. And uh, they let that one slip away. So the the Titans beating the Dolphins 28 to 27. It it could be worse, Packers fans. It's It's not the end of the world. Mark Townshire joins us next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Idea man. There's nobody that wants to play this football team. Innovative. When you have a really good young team growing and then they start believing that they can do it. And Packers Hall of Famer. What is he doing? He's beginning to believe. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. Well, that open didn't age well. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News is sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and by Kohler Services. I don't know, Tausch. I, I feel like you were trying to tell us like that this might have been Tausch coming. Tausch knew. He knew. Well, I, so I, I wasn't shocked by how the game played last night. I think um, when, when you kind of look at the youth of this team and the fact that they're still trying to figure things out, even though, you know, a lot of us thought after that Kansas City game they took great steps, they did. They played brutally poor in the first half. Jordan Love had, you know, he he wasn't very good. But he made some big improvements in, in the second half, led his team down and gave us a lead. And I think, you know, on our postgame show last night, everybody's fired Joe Barry, this, this, this. The reason we didn't win that game last night is because you're playing against a young quarterback with an offensive line that gives up a ton of sacks, and we didn't do anything. 
There was no pressure. So when you turn the football over and you come in maybe thinking that you're, you've arrived and that your team is really good, it, you're not there yet. So you're going to have those games. The good teams find ways to win a game like that last night. And Green Bay's still trying to figure that piece of it out. But I'm unlike a lot of people, I'm not as discouraged. You sense stuff like this is going to happen. I, I really loved how Jordan Love approached that second half, and especially the fourth quarter. There's a lot of things, even though it's a bad loss against a team that's not very good, I'm still not I'm, – I'm just not as – this isn't October. This isn't when we couldn't get a first down and that we stunk and it looked like everything was falling apart. That's not what last night was. Last night was a young football team that made way too many mistakes, and when you do that – you can get beat by any team in this league, and hopefully that's a lesson learned for a lot of these young players. In defense of Joe Barry to some degree, too, Tausch, I mean, how many times did guys have an arm on old Tommy Cutlets or whatever they were calling him last night? <laughs> this guy, and he just barely escaped and, and beat the Packers with, their, with, with his feet. There was a good push up front. Well, there was, but I think... If you want to get – listen, I'm not – somebody came at me like, oh, you're a Joe Barry apologist. No, I'm not, but there is a player's – you know, there's a component. Players got to make some plays too. And, you know, do I like the way Joe uh, – the defense approached that last drive? I don't. But you give him credit. He made a great throw, a great throw. And Keyshawn Nixon got beat by a step. And the kid made a great play. It picked up 30-some yards, and they ended up kicking a field goal. So you put yourself in that position. Before that drive, he had 100 yards passing. 100 yards. So this wasn't like it was some just you know brutal defensive showing last night. But, again, when you're playing bad teams and you're they have weaknesses, you have to expose them too. And when you don't, you leave yourself vulnerable for what happened last night. Do we have any concern over how Jordan Love might play when it gets colder outside or the wind starts to blow a little bit more versus when he's in the confines of a dome or someplace that's warmer? I think that's the next step that we have to see. Uh, obviously, the wind last night, I thought, in that first half affected his throws. Uh, some of it was probably wind. Some of it was there's a little pressure in his face. But he looked, he did not look like himself. He looked indecisive. But what I love again about it, he didn't let all of that affect him the rest of the game. That's a great thing to see in a young player that, yeah, he struggled a little bit and he's making mistakes. He has a, the fumble and he throws a bad pick. And, and you saw him say, you know what, blank all that. Fourth quarter, I'm going to whip it in there. The throw he made to Heath, he made some great throws in that fourth quarter. So I'm not concerned. I, I want to see more of what that's going to look like because obviously you're going to be the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers for the next decade. You're going to have some bad weather games, some wind and everything else, so you're going to have to perform in it. But just judged off of the first half of last night, no, I'm not concerned about that at this point. Short week coming up. Buccaneers coming to town. And they're kind of good. Like they're kind of like get where back we to are, it. Right? Yeah, it's. I think this, just like I thought last week with that huge win and how the psychological component would be a detriment to this team, I think it's the flip side this week. Everybody's going to be mad. I think the focus will be back up, and a lesson is learned. Hey, we're just not good enough that we can roll our hats out, 
turn the football over, sloppy play, and think we can win? When you're playing a Tampa team that's, I think, leading its division. It is. You better get your blank right if you're going to try and win this game and get yourself back into that playoff equation because any margin for error that you were able to dig out of, that's gone. Now you're back at it, and this team is going to have to – the expectation of, well, you're a playoff team and you're really good, nobody's going to be talking about that, I can assure you. I know our show will not be this morning after a brutal loss to a really bad football team. Oh, Tausch making us feel better this morning. I yeah, like that. appreciate it, Tausch. Yeah, I, I always try, guys. Uh, I'm just – what warriors you guys are for being up this morning after you did that pregame show last night. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who did the postgame show. Right, no kidding. You're right there with us. Thanks, Tausch. Yeah, you bet, guys.